0: I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free Podcast. Uh, you know, it's been almost a month since you've heard my voice, and the reason for that is I have a semi-decent excuse this time. Uh, probably uh, sometime early last week, I was getting ready to do a podcast. I had a whole bunch of audio recorded, that I was going to play throughout the show. I was uh, going to be analyzing the latest episode of Jim Lampley's The Fight Game. And I'm emailing Justin telling him, Hey, there's going to be a podcast probably day after tomorrow or something like that. And then my laptop decides to crash. Now, I didn't lose anything, uh, anything vital on that. I... Uh, all of the pictures on there were uploaded to Facebook there wasn't anything really important but uh, unfortunately I had to get a new laptop and I think it was well overdue considering this one was uh, I would had this uh, last one for over five years so yesterday got a brand new laptop downloaded uh, all the sound recording equipment that I needed so ready to go uh, we've got a lot planned for you, uh, I'm not going to discuss the fight game because it's too far gone right now, but there is something that I do want to mention that it did happen a little while ago, but I think that we need to talk about that, and that is Orlando Solito versus, and I, I really hope I'm pronouncing this guy's name correctly, Tursec Kogitum. I'm probably not, John Travolta is probably pointing at me and laughing, but, uh, Holy crap, that was an awesome fight. Uh, Salito, he's down in rounds 1, 2, and 5. Kokejitam's down in 1, 4, 7, 11. These guys are giving each other hell. And Orlando Salido, he's a, he's a spoiler. He's like uh, Carlos Molina... Uh, the guy who Kirkland fought, not uh, the guy who Amir Khan beat. He, he's like th- that type of spoiler, like Brian Vera, where you look at their record and you think, oh, okay, maybe not bad, but they're a lot better than their record would imply. Salido's record is 42 wins, 12 losses, 2 draws, with uh, 29 victories by way of knockout. But if you actually look at his record, he's got some very good victories. He uh, was the first person to beat Juan Manuel Lopez, which more or less, he destroyed the aura of invincibility that Lopez had. I mean, Lopez was just a beast, but he was never the same after he fought uh, Orlando Salido. He... Pardon me, a lot of people seem to forget this. He actually won a decision back in 2006 against Robert the Ghost Guerrero. Uh, the scores were uh, 115 to 113, 118 to 110, and 117 to 111, all for Salito against Guerrero. And unfortunately, it was later changed to a no decision because Salito tested positive for steroids but there was some controversy with that as well because apparently afterwards he got tested at, a, at another facility and they said no you're clean so who knows but either way i think he's uh got he, uh, really entertaining to watch and uh, if you follow us on twitter or on facebook at boxing for free i uh, posted a link to the fight the only thing you, you, you can com- complain about is that uh, the commentary is not in English. But if that's your biggest gripe, then I suggest you shut up and find something else to complain about, because the fight's freaking awesome! Oh. More fights like this, please. Please, more fights like that. Oh, also, another reason why it took me so long to make a podcast... I was... <sighs> I was miserable after Mayhem. Mayweather-Maidana too. Just miserable. And if you listen to uh, talking boxing with Billy C, uh, you might have heard me on his post-fight uh, show. I just called in, let loose. Yeah, I was not happy, not impressed. The only thing that might have made me maybe smile a bit was somebody uh, posted a vine of when Floyd Mayweather apparently got bit and you would swear that you were hearing somebody being castrated. That or he's going through puberty. I'm not sure if I should play it myself. Oh, what the hell. Let's play it. Did you hear that? I know that I shouldn't be laughing about somebody else's torment, but first of all, he's wearing a mouthpiece. It's a big glove. You're wearing the hand wraps. Could it have hurt that much? Also, even if it did, I mean, suppose this was me happening, I don't think I would have made a sound like this. then again, that's just me. I mean, immediately afterwards, Floyd, he sounds normal. He's shouting, you know, what the hell. But um, once again, using the latest technologies here at Boxing for Free, we've been able to obtain some audio that you may not have heard from referee Kenny Bayless immediately after that scream. You could hear that he was coming in to investigate Floyd's claim, but um, I was able to pick up some some words from him he i don't think he believed floyd to be honest or maybe he just wasn't sure where that sound or screech emanated from but uh let's play the normal audio again and maybe you'll be able to hear what i what i heard Ah! did did you hear it Okay, well now we're going to play it uh, through the boxing for free filter and you'll be able to hear what uh, Kenny Bayless said to Floyd. What happened? Did did your balls drop off? You have to feel a bit bad for Floyd because immediately after the fight uh, a little while later he gets a big grilling from the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission over the uh, sparring on the uh, All Access show because they're concerned why are these people fighting for 31 minutes straight and then he just comes out and admits yeah it's uh, fake. So called reality TV is fake. Which makes you wonder, well, you know, you're supposed to be a very exciting character, and you have to fake stuff? So that we'll be amused by you? Um, I've asked somebody who trained in the Mayweather gym if indeed they did take breaks, and he said no, they they did take breaks. Uh, that nobody ever spars for 31 minutes or something like that, they do take breaks. So. I'm willing to believe my source. He's never lied to me for anything like that before. Anyway, let's move on from Floyd. Let, let, let's stop thinking about the past. Let's look to the future, shall we? And the fight I want to talk about is Bernard Hopkins versus Sergey Kovalev. I've been thinking about this fight a lot in the past few days. There's about... A month to go before it happens but for the life of me I can't make a decision about who I'm going to pick for this fight yeah Bernard Hopkins is the craftiest guy in all of boxing he knows every trick inside and out but has he ever faced a guy who has so much power he's, he's faced lots of big punchers before and Upset the odds when people like myself are saying that he was going to lose. I picked him to lose in six rounds to Kelly Pavlik. He beat the ever-loving hell out of Kelly Pavlik for 12 rounds. He destroyed Felix Trinidad over 12 rounds, knocked him out at the last uh, in the last round. But at the same time, has ha, did any of those guys have power that was? like that of Sergei Kovalev, a guy who is knocking people out with jabs to the body. And you can put the shoe on the other foot for Sergei Kovalev. Yes, he does have this behemoth-like power. He hasn't gone the distance, or to be fair, he's only really gone the distance once, and uh, that was an eight-round decision back in uh, 2010 against Darnell Boone. I mean, the only other time that he uh, he didn't get a knockout was uh, in 2011. He, gr- he got a uh, two-round technical decision af- uh, against Grover Young after uh, there was an accidental foul and Young was unable to continue. I don't think Bernard's ever come up against somebody who has raw power like that, but at, at the same time has... Sergey Kovalev, has he ever encountered anybody with the experience, with the knowledge of a Bernard Hopkins? The answer is no. But at the same time, Kovalev does have something going for him, and that is his trainer, John David Jackson. John David Jackson used to work in Bernard Hopkins' corner, and a lot of people seem to forget this, he also faced Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, John David Jackson was a titleist in two different divisions, and I believe it was in 1999 that, or sorry, not 1999. It was uh, 1997 that he faced Bernard Hopkins and uh, lost a uh, seven-round, or lost by seven-round knockout. So. He's got the insight of how Bernard is. I mean, granted, I don't think Jackson's worth worked with Hopkins for a little while, but at the same time, he's got an insight that very few fighters have. So, um, I'm really looking forward to this fight. But there is another fight coming up that... Uh, the matchup isn't the best, but at the same time... It's Manny Pacquiao versus Chris Algieri. Who doesn't like looking forward to a Manny Pacquiao fight? Honest to God, r- raise your hand if you do, and then shut the podcast off. Because uh, I'm looking forward to this mainly because my parents get to uh, get to watch these fights. Like they they love Pacquiao. Or at my dad does. I think my mom's seen him fight once, but they enjoy watching Pacquiao fight because he's all action. Um, the big question here is, can he do what he hasn't done in almost five years, and that is score a knockout? Yeah, uh, it's hard to believe, but uh, the last person that Manny Pacquiao knocked out was Miguel Cotto back in February of two thousand nine and if there's anybody who looks like he might be the one to uh you know finally end this drought it's Chris Not nothing to take not not to take anything away from him he's undefeated 20 uh, 20 victories zero losses zero draws and he he, he is uh, coming off a victory against Ruslan Provodnikov yeah It's the classic matchup of a boxer versus a puncher, and this is not to take away uh, anything from Pacquiao's boxing ability, but uh, people mostly see him as a power puncher, and he is. I mean, just look at uh, a highlight reel of his and try not to be amazed. Now, a lot of people are complaining that this isn't the best matchup for Pacquiao, that And that's mainly because they wanted to see him fight Ruslan Provodnikov. But Provodnikov lost to Chris Algieri. So, unfortunately, that doesn't make him worthy. Sorry, just doesn't. But uh, hopefully with the uh, end of Boxing's Cold War on the horizon. I mean, you've got Bob Arum and De La Hoya appearing on the fight game with Jim Lampley saying how they're BFFs again and how they're going to be honestly working to make the best fights possible. Maybe this is a start, because uh, Roach and I believe Pacquiao as well have said a fight that they would really like to have is Pacquiao versus Danny Garcia. That'd be a very interesting matchup. And if he can get past Chris Algieri, then we can see it happen. But uh, we're better off right now than we were a year ago. Because Pacquiao's options were extremely limited. To be honest, I don't want to see a fifth fight between him and Juan Manuel Marquez. And I, I don't think there's any necessity, or sorry, any need for a uh, a rubber match between him and Tim Bradley. But uh, with Top Rank and Golden Boy working together, hopefully we can see some better fights for Pacquiao in, uh, the remaining, uh, I don't know how many years he plans to have, but, uh, for the remainder of his career. Anyway, that's all we have for you this week. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us at www.boxingforfree.com twitter.com slash boxing for free. Be like Lundy Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stiverne, Glenn Johnson, and hundreds of others. Follow us on Twitter. You won't regret it. Go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and facebook.com slash boxing for free page. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Zoom, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, be sure to give us feedback and a rating to let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer, thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. Hasta la vista, baby.